Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus went out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die, because he makes himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat him down, or sat down on the judgment seat at the place called the Stone Pavement, and in Aramaic, Gabbatha. And it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. Please be seated. 97 days ago, 97 days ago, we were gathered here, uh, and it looked a little bit different. Around the windows, there were greens, and there were red splotches in some of the, uh, the decorations. There were candles. Instead of these dead grapevine leaves, there were candles that glowed softly in the night. Right behind where I'm standing, there was a tree, and it glowed warmly with its lights as you held lit candles in your hands, and the light shined on your faces as you sang Silent Night. This night has a different silence to it. There's a somber quiet as we consider the cross and we sing the praise of of him who died to atone for our sins, our Lord Jesus. And unlike that night 97 days ago where we reveled in the light, tonight we begin in light, but we work Toward darkness, and the room will grow darker as the evening goes on. 
But as I think about this night, and I think about Christmas, there's a line in the Christmas gospel that I think speaks an important message to us. Something that we need to hear this evening to guide us as we consider Jesus' crucifixion. And the line can be found in Luke chapter 2, verse 19. It says this, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And that's what we are here to do this evening. We are here to treasure God's love in our hearts. We, we take this account of Jesus' crucifixion and we place it in, in a safe place so that we remember that this is God's love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and he gave his son to die to pay for our sins. We, we listen to Jesus' words from the cross in order to protect them, to treasure them, to make sure that we never lose them. We gather because we believe that Jesus has won an amazing treasure by his death that we receive by faith. And that treasure is forgiveness, eternal life, everlasting hope, and joy. And we're here to ponder these things in our hearts. But I want to be careful as I say that. Because I think that there's a temptation for us when we start talking about pondering things in our heart. A temptation to use pondering and thinking as an excuse for not acting, for not doing for not following where Jesus leads us or daring what Jesus calls us to do. We ponder the cross in our hearts to urge us to action, to follow Jesus as his disciples. We ponder the cross in our hearts to urge us to live the life of faith, that faith that says that the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So we, we have confidence in God and in his love and salvation as we face the trials and temptations of the world. We ponder the cross to urge us to cling to that forgiveness for that forgiveness to be the hallmark of our lives because it becomes the center of our relationship with God, but also the center of our relationship with one another so that we become people who are known as forgiving people. We ponder the cross to urge us to live with hope because Jesus died for our sin, and we know that that's not the whole story. We come back for Easter in a couple days to hear how this all ends. To urge us to share the hope, the forgiveness, the life that Christ died to win for us. And so we ponder the cross. And tonight we remember Jesus' death. We treasure the love that he shows us on the cross as we ponder these things in our hearts. Because as Psalm 119, verse 11 says, I have treasured your word in my heart, O Lord, 
that I might not sin against you. Because the word works in us. It defends us from sin and temptation. It strengthens us as it leads us and guides us. You see, Jesus' words, they're not just dead letters on paper. His word is living and active. And when it gets into our hearts, it transforms us. It makes us alive in Christ. It shapes us and reforms the image of God within us. Jesus' words give new life, and they lead us in God's ways. They they guide us in God's paths. His word speaks salvation and love into our hearts so that we may bear that love to our families, to our neighbors, to the whole world. So we treasure God's word, and God's word delivers God's love. And so we listen all the more closely as Jesus speaks to us tonight from the cross. And as we listen to what he says as he's crucified to pay for our sins. We join to sing, O dearest Jesus, what law hast thou broken?